Hello and welcome to Miss Checkpoints, the video game book club podcast. Today we're discussing Resident Evil HD Remaster. I'm your host Marcus and joining me today as always are the homies. First we got Trevor. What's going on? What's up man? Uh, next we have Dante. Resident Evil. No number. I always think five when I hear that. And then last but not least we got the homie Greg. What's going on? What's up man? Uh, why'd you do this to us? Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I gotta. I stay picking bangers. So. No, but um, I was gonna start oh, off with face your fears. <laughs> uh, I was gonna say Greg already knows that two of the members in our, you know, group hate good games. So we, I mean, it was me and Greg that liked uh, Fifty Cent. So I don't know what you're talking about. Um, but yeah, this is Greg's game for the month of October. We're a little late, you know. He has some life stuff going on, but. Uh, I'm going to kick it to him so he can get started. Okay, so my game for this month was uh, Resident Evil. Uh, Why well, I picked it? Well, it's been a while since we had a... Uh, I've kind of been like on a kick. I uh, started Resident Evil. <laughs> Somebody said, yeah. Uh, all right, so uh, Resident Evil, the original, I guess, which and it showed that the genre could... And at some point, to remake this title, Resident Evil... I'm just going to call it Resident Evil, even though this is... Uh, uh, Resident Evil was developed by Capcom Productions... Uh, the title was part of it, exclusive. Uh, the previous titles, uh, such as Resident Evil, uh, Mikami wanted to make, uh, Mikami mentioned he, uh, production, uh, uh, since Resident Evil would be, they had to study the system's performance. Initially, Mikami considered making it, uh, the remake would be styled. With, originally, it was only planned, uh, it was decided to add more. Uh, I'm probably forgetting some of the uh, uh, inventory was expanded, so items that uh, Jill's lockpick wouldn't take an and defense items were, uh, they basically move fast. That you avoid that is you either have to, they have to be decapitated through hedge. Uh, players could, uh, oh, there we go. I just said it. Players could burn zombies with kerosene carried. Uh, new areas were introduced. Instead of using standard adjectives for difficulty selection, like our, uh, Mikami decided to have unique questions so the player would pick the hard one. They, uh, there are other subtle changes like new story elements as, uh, Resident Evil wouldn't be claimed amongst publications. However, that didn't turn into. After several years, the title had only sold around four, and I'm not sure how true this is because I saw uh, the lack of sales for Resident Evil uh, led to Capcom taking a more action-oriented. Uh, Resident Evil was ported to the Wii, and the game was also uh, re Xbox One. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. it. This version featured 5.1 surround, 1080p support, and success-breaking sales records. Uh, the remaster had sold. Uh, so we'll go ahead and just start getting into this. Uh, what did everybody? Or I guess first question is. Uh, what's everybody's experience with been? I guess I can start. Um, well, I've seen all the movies. If that counts for anything. Uh, it says a lot about you. <laughs> well, yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, but have you have you played any of the other Resident Evil games? No, I haven't. So um, this is literally your first time playing it? Yeah, I've played a couple wow. of survival horror games, uh, but none of the Resident Evil games. Would you call yourself a fan of the franchise? Or not the franchise, but... Survival horror games? Yeah. Um, not necessarily. I don't like games that... Or, I won't say I don't like them, but... I get anxiety from playing games where you have, like, limited resources and... Um, you know, you're just kind of... Thrown into, like, a confined area. Um, but I've played Outlast. I played the first, um... Uh, what was it? Um, can't think of the name. The um, the Bioware game. Um, uh, 
Bio. You mean Bioshock? No. Um... You're not talking about um, if it's not Bioshock or System Shock. I... Bioware didn't make any horror games. Not that yeah, that's I what know. I was trying to think. Like, are you talking Maybe about Dead Space? A... Yeah, Dead Space. Oh, uh, okay. That's okay. like yeah, that. Yeah, it's a visceral. It's, I think visceral. visceral yeah. I don't know why I'm thinking Bioware. I guess because of EA, but um, um, but yeah, I played the first uh, Dead Space game. Um, pretty sure I've played some others. I just can't think of. Okay, did you did you? Uh... I preferred the second game, not so much the third one, but the second one seemed like a good balance of like, like the Mass Effect type of third person um, uh, shooter gameplay. And a little bit of the survival horror uh, mechanics. Uh, all right, Marcus, what's your uh, background with? Well, you already know I don't play no horror games, so <laughs> <laughs> I um I've watched a friend play uh, Parasite Eve, and I had started um, Dead Space. I borrowed it for, when I, we were in college, and I maybe played like the first thirty minutes of it, but I. Uh, yeah i I, i'm interested in alien isolation but i also know that that game is very like i hear that game is really long um and so yeah i i'm not a i'm not a fan of the genre though it's not a genre that i really play um i have played resident evil though um i played uh basically four on uh just the numbered series uh so i played you played four to six. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, true. Yeah. yeah, so uh, I've played four, five, and six, um, and basically the more action-oriented ones. So, like, I right. don't really have any interest in playing uh, seven because it was VR and they kind of went back to the roots, right? And then Village, uh, I think, was was that more uh, more action, but still kind of scary, though, right? That's kind of yeah. I kind think of it's a mix. Yeah, I, I like honestly, I played. So I played five. That was the very first one I played, and the only reason I played it because it was co-op. I remember renting four when it came out on GameCube, and I I rented it for like five days. I played it for like forty minutes, and I was like, I can't do this. So I just gave it to my friend so he could have it for the other uh, four or the rest of the time that I had rented it, and he loved it so much that. He eventually got it on GameCube. He got all the versions of it. So every time it re-came out, he got it and beat it. So um, he, he was a huge fan. But um, I didn't go back and play 4 until after I had played 5 and 6. And I was used to um, what to expect. Because I knew everybody always says, the game's not scary. It's not like the other Resident Evils. And it's like, it wasn't the fact that the games were scary was the reason why. I just like not like... I don't know. It just didn't wasn't interesting to me, or wasn't of interest to me. But I ended up playing it, and I do like four. Um, but yeah, this is my first time going back to the the olden ways for Resident Evil. And what about you, Dante? So I think my introduction to the series, at least, was I can't remember if I rented or borrowed the GameCube game at one point, but I pretty much got to the first dog jump scare, I think, and I put it down then. And later in life, I got really into Resident Evil 4, probably in my top 10. And um, 
played five. Haven't played um, six onwards, but I did. Um, let's see. Okay, it's verifying six right now. So that's something I might be touching soon. But I've played Resident Evil Revelations. I've played, obviously, this HD. I've played Resident Evil 2 Remake, which came out in like like 2017-ish. Sounds right. And then um, I started Resident Evil 3 Remake. I haven't finished that. And I'd say I'm kind of a middle middle road horror person. So I've done all three Dead Spaces, done the Evil Withins, but then I haven't gone to the likes of, um, oh my God, what's that game everybody talks about? Slenderman? Um, Amnesia. Amnesia oh. or any of those. Like That's a step too far probably for me. Silent Hills? Silent Hills. I have the Silent Hills. I haven't started them though. Um. So, well, I did have one other question for you, Dante. Since you've played a good bit of them, where would you say the Resident Evil meters are the more traditional ones? Or- so... I think 4 and probably 2 Remake are like my absolute favorite ones, and those are kind of in the middle ground for the most part. I'd say 4 is like slightly more in the action side of Resident Evil, whereas 2 Remake's a little bit more on the traditional horror side of things. Mm -hmm. But I really do like Resident Evil HD, um, and I don't know. I just, I honestly don't like 5. I'm not... I'm not gonna. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. Know, I, I get it. I know people have opinions about five on this podcast, but <laughs> um, okay, it's better so, than six. I mean, that's not a, but um, okay. So the next question I have is, uh, so what did everybody play this on? Uh, I think it came out on PS4, P, uh, the PS Plus at some point in. I think when I was living in KC, so I had downloaded it, so I ended up playing on PS4. I went ahead and played on the PC this time. And uh, Trevor? I started playing on Xbox, but then I ended up switching to Switch because it was on sale towards the end of October. Man on the Switch? Yeah, pretty much. Makes sense. You know me. And uh, did everybody beat this? I think everybody did except for right. You know me. Uh, okay and then the next question i got is what character did everybody i played as jill i played as chris specifically resident evil 5 chris the best chris i played modern jill and uh and so just for a little bit of context there is differences between i don't know if i've got them all here but uh chris has six item slots uh, jill who has eight uh, Chris also has more health, so has higher accuracy, and uh, what else? He starts with a knife, and you have to get it. This is Jill, who starts with a hand. Uh, Chris's defensive item, I believe, is flash grenades, right? Yeah. And those actually seem better. I didn't play as Chris. I played as, I played as, um Yeah, in, in retrospect, I'm like, man, Chris actually sounds like he... Um, but yeah, you get the flash grenades, and I think he gets a flamethrower, correct? Yeah, he gets uh, access to the flamethrower. So yeah, Versus Jill has... Jill's grenade launcher, I think. Yep, yeah, she gets a grenade. Yeah, Jill has eight slots, gets grenade launcher, has a lock pick. So I think the areas that Jill, uh, she has uh, P, slower aim. Uh, her defensive items are all lives, but they don't kill zombies. I, th- I think I read somewhere if you shoot, they're kind of kind of good. Does that actually come into play a lot, uh, Chris? Um, Honestly, 
I mostly with the zombies when it when I was dealing with zombies, I would have the dagger equipped, the knives. Uh the 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 flash grenade, I mostly used that when it came to the dogs cuz uh, that was super clutch for them cuz they would, you know, like hop on top of you and start biting you. You would shove a um the flash grenade in their mouth and then, you know, they'd be kind of like what the heck and then you can roll away from them and then they would explode and kill them. And the same thing with the chimera, the, those like bug little enemies at the end. Yeah. Same thing. Not to jump too far into gameplay right now, but Greg, did you knife the zombies at all? Did I what? Did you use your knife at all? Uh, so Pretty I much. tried to early on, and I found that it wasn't very effective. Like I would, I would try and like down them, and then try and knife because I felt like that was one of the old strats that I heard like back in the day. That was, was like, definitely oh, the RE four strat, and I kind of remembered it being in play here. But man, after the first two or three zombies, I'm like, man, this knife is useless, and immediately that got in my box. Yeah. And aside from the one situation where you absolutely have to use it, I, um, I shelved that thing. Yeah, it felt pretty weak overall. All right, well, I can't, I can't depend on this. I tried to make it work, but yeah. Okay, so I guess the the next first impressions of the, like just kind of what was your like within the first let's say hour of gameplay, like how did you feel about? And I know you just you just wanted me to start. <laughs> He's like, uh, Trevor, how was it like in 50% of your play? (laughs) Um, So, like I said, I first started this game on Xbox. So, when I booted it up, I was expecting, I guess, Resident Evil 5 or 6 or something along those lines. Like, in terms of gameplay. Wow. Like, I don't know what I was expecting. I didn't realize this game came out in 1996. So, you were in for a shock. Yeah, it was. You never like saw all these people online getting angry about how drastically they changed four and five. Like, oh man, they just completely changed this game, and people were like, oh no, they're overreacting. Blah blah blah. Now you see like why those people were like, oh yeah, they changed the game. Well, was it change for the better or the worse? That depends on who you ask. Oh, well, <laughs> this game. Uh, first impression I was not too excited about it simply because the all the third person games I'm used to playing of course are more modern you know have modern controls and camera angles so you're at least able to aim and move your camera around whereas this one has like a, a static camera and it chooses like sometimes cinematic uh, points of view Mm -hmm. uh, while you're running through different areas. So that part was a little off-putting to me. And I think I played about 30 minutes of it at first and was like, and I think the first time I tried to aim with the pistol, I was like, I'm not going to have fun playing this. I already know. (laughs) I was because I, I don't want to get too far into combat yet, but I was just like, I don't know what I'm aiming at right now. Um, and it just takes way too many bullets to take something down. Um, yeah, th- there's definitely like a bit of a weird feel, like especially coming into it. Like if you had played res like, like a traditional Resident Evil, you you might feel a little bit different, especially even if you had like like yeah, probably as a newcomer, 
coming into it, it's probably a little bit of a rough sell, I think. And probably because yeah, you're uh, going in thinking the aiming system is like a traditional third person shooter, you are going to get messed up. Yeah. And probably too, because last month I had played a little bit of um, Back for Blood. So I was expecting to, you know, be able to just like run and gun. And yeah. that that's not the gameplay here. Okay. All right. What about what about you, Mark? What were what were your first impressions? So, um, because I had played, you know, some of the older Resident Evil or some of the more recent Resident Evils, I was like, oh snaps! I'm in that the mansion from because uh, I, I want to say in five, Jill has that thing on her chest, and you know you're you have to like rip it off of her. You have to like stun her you you guys remember yeah so i was like oh i'm at the mansion from that part and so like it was a little bit of like i won't say familiarity but i was like okay that's kind of cool like i i knew it was in resident evil like i knew that was like a a little nod to the 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 old heads in resident evil 5 but it was kind of cool to be like okay this is where it all started um but very similarly to trevor i was I, i did the re more recent game strategies where it's just like, you know, shoot them. And like, I'm used to like shooting them, like aiming, shooting them in a leg or something to knock them down, then running up and knifing. That's the resident evil that I know and love. So like, I was like, okay, cool. I can't aim, but you can shoot them and they still fall down. So then I can run up and start knifing them. And uh, I quickly learned that that's not, <laughs> that's not a thing. <laughs> that's not a thing. Um, the other thing that, uh, uh, immediate thing was the just, cause I played Chris. Um, w- w- I was the only one that played Chris. Uh, uh, Trevor played Chris. Too. Okay. No, no, he played Jill. I thought no, I played Jill. Oh, my bad. It was Dante then. No, no, no. no. So, Chris. yeah, I was the only one that played Chris. Yeah, the the six item slots was not the move. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, that seems like yeah. a headache. Yeah. As much as you have to go with item box in this game. Yeah, so I, I, I was struggling in the beginning because I was, like, trying to pick up everything. And then, like, because I was like, I need this stuff. And, like, early in the game, you don't have an item box to drop stuff off. So I got to a spot where it was, like... I think I maybe had like 30 handgun bullets at that point and I literally couldn't drop anything. The healing items that I have, I couldn't use because you can't, you could, I think you can use herbs when you have max health, but yeah, you can, but you can't use first aid spray, which is what I had. And so it was like, I can either restart the game or use all my, all 30 of my bullets. <laughs> so, um, I ended up restart restarting and like I, I ran into that a couple times where it was like I literally like can't move forward with what I have in my inventory right now and that was a uh, a major frustration point for me because um I I understand that like item scarcity and like having to have like you know uh, a only your most trusted and most useful stuff with you at all times is, you know, like I, I know that selection is supposed to add to the, like the survival aspect and kind of like make things more tense, but it just was super cumbersome for me. And it was just like super off putting and not something that I really enjoyed, especially from coming from the, 
newer games where you could rotate items. You know, you had that little briefcase, and like they they kind of had that you know like limited inventory, but they kind of made it into a mini game. And like going back to the old way, and I was like, wow, like I can understand why four was such a game changer. So it gave me more of appreciation for the modern games while like kind of like I have no intention on going back to the to the older stuff after playing this game. Yeah, like inventory is like a little annoying. And 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 I guess it I, I get like you're saying I get why they do it. Like I would just kill for the ability to, like literally just let me just get rid like Yeah, that's that's a thing in two remake and three remake which came out you know, two or three years ago, they yeah, those play a lot more modern than this does. They're actually like built from the ground up, more or less. But yeah, like my first impressions, I I so for context, I had played uh, I've played the original edition. I think I don't know whenever that came out, I made it just and that was only out like I really was bad with uh, games. like I just couldn't play them like. It was just like a, oh, it's a jump scare, I'm out. Or it was just like I felt so much tension playing those type of games. Like, I either had to play them at a friend's house. Like, I would just try and make it through. But, but yeah, I I think I maybe got, like, three or four hours in. Like, and, and eventually, at some point, I stopped, like, being... I think that happened whenever Desmond... I kind of actually liked it. Um, but, yeah, I've played uh, Resident Evil Remake, I guess, the 2002. I played it on GameCube. Same thing, I couldn't couldn't finish it by myself. And uh, so this is like my first time. And uh, yeah, I mean the the first impressions, like I I think the thing that I appreciate the most, the aesthetic of it, and just how like I don't really know the best way to. It, but it has like, an atmosphere about it. Right, right, yeah. yeah. Like I think that's the thing that I appreciate. About it. Like mechanically, there there are some things that uh, kind of dig at me a little bit, but some of it I can kind of look past. Um, but yeah, like first impression. I, I like, I liked it, but yeah, the, some things were just kind of like, oh man, so I literally have to go. Like, I didn't really mind the aiming so much. I mean, because I knew what to expect. I mean, I've I've played this a little bit, so like stuff like that wasn't too drawing for me. But yeah. along with the just like the item mechanics and using the the box to store things in, one thing I wasn't expecting was the limited use on, or I guess impression that there is a limited use on saves because it gives you the um uh the ink uh what do you call it Uh, yeah the ink ribbons for the typewriter um that was kind of weird to me because that was one of the first questions i asked when i was playing it because i was thinking i'm not going to be able to save as much as i want to um and with this being a survival horror game I'm sure that's one of the mechanics that you kind of have to deal with. But I think it was Dante that kind of assured me, you know, you get plenty of ink ribbons as you play through the game um, to save. You definitely don't get unlimited. It's, it's, I call yeah, it there's limited. a limited number, but you should have enough that I don't think you would run into it. I think you only, I mean, at least to go really from section run... to section. Oh, yeah. I, I think my you, golden rule of thumb was like I try to at least get like twenty twenty five minutes of progress and then I try to save typically. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> wasn't saving after any minor, um, yeah, um, achievements or you know things like that in the game. It was always like after 
having to spend, you know, a certain amount of time figuring out a puzzle or taking down a tough enemy, then I would save. But if it was just clearing out one room and then saving, you know, I wasn't doing that, but, um, you know, I would use them sparingly enough. Yeah. I think you only Dante, what I think uh... I'll I'll just backtrack into saves. So Greg kind of mentioned this during the intro, but essentially there are three kind of vague difficulty levels. And I think, and I think Trevor, you mentioned you were on the easy one. I think you get more ribbons there. Like by the end of the game, I think I got a total of 30 total. So um, I, I looked it up. Of how many? I, I was just going to say, I had looked it up and um, I know on, I think I read on easy. It was like 42 ink ribbons and like it kept going down and down from there. And, and I, I wanted to, I, we, you had asked us what were our initial impressions within like the first 30 minutes. And I should re- say too, like a lot of what Trevor said too stuck out to me about the camera angles and the limited save stuff that we were just now talking about, because that was like another complaint or not a complaint, but like a, a thing that initially turned me off was just, Oh, like not only do I have to conserve resources, but like your save stuff is a resource and that was really difficult for me in the very beginning because I don't normally play survival horror games because they give you the heebie-jeebies. Or, you know, I don't really play scary stuff, don't really mess with scary stuff. And so, like, that was something that was just, like, um, I need to figure out how to how to overcome this. So I ended up playing with a walkthrough because I, I would not have been able to finish this game without, like uh having something so that way i know what's coming up yeah it it definitely like the save system can kind of make you feel you know oh i, I always like to save progress you know like it can definitely make you feel um, so yeah I, I get that that's kind of where the real horror type stuff set in for me where i was like okay i've got 20 minutes i did this near perfect run of this area and well near perfect but i'm almost dying do i do i go and lock it in or do i try to press further and hope that there's an ink ribbon like right around the corner in the next room that i go to so it does a little bit of psychological stuff yeah it definitely uh i think similarly to the camera angle and just the inventory like i do think like they do a really good job of having specific for lack of a better word, limitations to kind of heighten the tension for like the game. And like, so the, the, the cinematic camera angles that Trevor talked about, um, the, uh, tank controls, uh, if you play that, play that way, um, the limited saves, like all of that is like really well thought out. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm curious, uh, why they did it. Like, um, but or why like and, and like on easy like why not just have unlimited saves or like not have that 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 feature at, at all but like i understand uh like why um what it did and why it was implemented even if i don't think that it needed to be on every single difficulty right yeah at, at the very least i think we kind of all under like understand as part of the game design filters into that while it does make it a little bit like of an inconvenience and you know it's all for i guess okay so i think the next thing i kind of wanted to move in, 
uh, combat. So, like, what were your impressions like in the game? Just overall, like, how do you feel? You know, the enemies, the amount of enemies, variety, just kind of any of that. Like, I, I, I kind of said my impression. I was like, I was going in thinking, oh, this is going to be like the other Resident Evils that I've played. And it was not like that at all. And um, I don't know, like, I think in the very beginning of the game, I was playing with, you know, like, half of my half of my inventory was combat stuff. You know, it was handgun, handgun ammo, and a survi- the survival knife. So, like, anything else I picked up was, like, you know, I, I'd only have three slots left for everything else. But uh, I think later on, I was just like, man, like this knife is not the move and I can't use this thing because it's, it's a wasted slot for the most part. So, um, I don't know. I, I'm not a fan of the combat in this game. Like I, I think that the good part or the good news is you don't have to engage with the zombies for the most part. There's only like, you can avoid them or go around them. But, uh, some of the things like, um, uh, having the the flask in order to like kill zombies and like you you know like that being such a limited re like the limited resource part is just very frustrating because it's like you really have to know what you're getting into in order to like in my opinion in order to like select the flask as one of your item slots if you're playing as chris because it's like why am i going to waste this item slot otherwise so with with the flask and the lighter specifically because i'm assuming chris you need both right well, the lighter is actually something that you don't... It doesn't take up an inventory slot. And I wish this flask was the same. And That's you just interesting, because to... with Jill, the lighter was an inventory slot and yeah. the flask. Yep. So that's actually... A, that's a big boost, because, like, anytime I was determined, like, hey, the way I determined if I was going to burn a zombie or not, I was like, is this a high traffic room am i gonna be going through this corridor a lot and then i'm like okay then i would specifically go out of my way head back to the storage room to pick up those two things go over to the zombies that i was like okay i want this room clear every time i go through this room and then i clear them out return put put both of those items up and then go about my business yeah that was kind of the way that i like if it was close to like early on I was just doing it to do it because there's another game. What was it? Evil Within. If I did it that often. Um, but yeah, like in this game, at first I was trying to take that same approach where I do it every time. And I was like, okay, yeah, this is limited. So I'm only just going to, uh, if it's close to us, if I, if I know I'm going to have to, um, I'm then, uh, then I'd worry about it. Otherwise, especially like near that first save room, there's the room that connects it to, kind of like the first hallway you go to or whatever. And there's this one zombie that's always turned around and I'm like, he's technically in my way every single time. And I'm going to take this path every single time. But at the same time, I have a hundred percent success rate going around him just because like you can literally just run straight past him and it takes him a second to turn. So I never even worried about him. Yeah. That's also another like way you can kind of, uh, I guess that's a strategy. Don't even worry about killing them if you don't have to, because, yeah, I think I only burned maybe four or five zombies, like the ones near the two safe rooms in the mansion. And I think I might have killed one or two of the ones like outside near the um, coffin that you have to eventually unlock. 
that was about it as far as the burning goes. Okay. Uh, that honestly, the fact that the lighter is not an inventory for item for Chris than it is for Jill kind of makes me more salty because it's like, why is the flask an inventory item? Because you can still have the refilling it up mechanic, you know, like, oh, I'm running low on fuel, I need to make this count. But the fact that it wastes the inventory slot too when the lighter didn't kind of makes me a little bit salty. Yeah, it's. Like, I mean, you that I mean that pretty much gives you an extra inventory, so you technically had seven. But but it. the the lighter you're only using the lighter on s- select set pieces. You're not like really using it, yeah. <laughs> you know. I mean, you're using it on the the zombies that you got to burn. Whereas Zajil, you have to carry two things with you to burn a zombie. Sure, but I don't know. It, <laughs> it just it, it shouldn't it shouldn't have been if it's for one. Why is it for the other? You know. <laughs> guess they wanted to try and give people you know give them different reasons to play go back and experience and i guess there are a couple other differences with mechanic stuff as well but yeah the whole story path is completely different too like i've played when i originally played this game maybe like four or five years back i went through both campaigns and they are pretty significantly different so like when they get split up at the beginning they actually get split up and chris's story starts at a different place than jill's story starts um okay uh Trevor, what did you think about this? Ain't it? This ain't the one. It that was the major reason why. Because when I played it on Xbox, I think I chose normal difficulty. But then when I started playing it on Switch instead, I switched to easy difficulty, and the combat became something that I wasn't as concerned about anymore. I think I did kill a few zombies before somebody mentioned that they turn into something else or they get back up um, if you kill them initially. And even in one of the uh, like walkthroughs that I watched, um, the guy was just kind of like juking zombies um, as he walked through the halls. Um, I didn't really try any of that. Um, for the most part, I would like shoot him twice. Um, and then, you know, run past them to get to wherever I needed to go. Um, because I did notice that it takes a lot less bullets to down a zombie. And I'm guessing you get more bullets in the easy difficulty. Yeah, so, I don't know how much to be assume you get way more. So that was like another resource that I didn't have to worry about. It took away some of the anxiety of um, the survival aspect of it, I guess. Um, and I could um, kind of focus on, um, not necessarily, um, well, I guess we'll get into the other parts of the game, but as far as combat, um, it became a little more trivial once I switched to, um, the easy difficulty, but I still think, aiming was the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like mechanically it doesn't really change. Right. I, I think the deeper you get, combat becomes... I'm oh, definitely think, like... mid-game, um, like the part where I just finished. Um, it's a lot more puzzle-oriented, and like Marcus was saying, you use a lot more of your item slots, or you're going to need a lot more of your item slots um, yeah. towards like the middle of the game. Or maybe I'm just thinking that it becomes a little bit more trivial and that you don't really have to worry about it as much. Like I kind of always like a handgun and like a power weapon so i have grenade launcher or combat shotgun i think that was one of the other shotgun but i, I kind of just kept those two on hey, the big stuff or 
harder to kill enemies like than uh yeah i was gonna say i mostly stayed with the shotgun just because i used it on enemies that were like really quick or especially the dogs um but other than that i tried to use my pistol whenever i could um did i ask you what you thought about the combat dante no um i guess what i'll say is i don't think that I don't think of the of the combat as combat. I think of this entire game as more of a puzzle game than anything, and this kind of just plays into the overall puzzle of the game. Like, it's never really can I beat this thing. It's more of a like, or can I tactfully or skillfully take out the thing? It's more, what do I need to get from point A to point B, and how much risk do I want to take by carrying less stuff versus kind of clogging my inventory with a lot of stuff to take care of any situation. Yeah. I, I think the way I tried to approach it, unless I knew exactly what I needed to, I was kind of hesitant to, I would try to keep two slots open, like or two or one. Like I always wanted two, uh, just in case I need to pick up an extra healing item, handgun bullets, uh, handgun and hang and tried to just cry. And so I guess the, uh, the, uh, puzzle slash inventory management, I guess the mansion itself game, but basically just kind of what were your opinions of the puzzle aspect? Okay. Like I overall like what this game is doing. Like it's not a puzzle as far as, I mean, there are puzzles along the way where it's mostly hey, how do I, you know, combine these items to make one big thing or stuff like that to unlock a couple rooms here and there. But really the mansion itself is a puzzle. And I think that's what they really wanted the player to get out of the experience. So the way they lock navigation more or less or lock um, progress is through keys. So I'd like to say there's four different keys, or at least four main keys of the mansion. So you have a shield key, you have an armor key, you have a helmet key, and then there's like one more key I'd like to say. And essentially, you'll find a key. This is a typical gameplay loop. You'll find one key, you'll go through the mansion and try to figure out what doors that corresponds to. You'll unlock those. And throughout going through those rooms, you will find either items that potentially unlock other rooms or you might find another key and once you get the next key then you can go through a completely new set of rooms and a lot of times what you're having to do is not only figure out okay which rooms haven't i unlocked that i now have access to it's like how am i actually going to backtrack through this mansion responsibly and not get killed in the process so it's really interesting game design, and I like it a lot. Um, I can see how it's not for everybody, especially like if you don't think of the mansion as a puzzle itself, which I think that's really the primary puzzle because most of the other quote unquote like in room puzzles are fairly basic for the most part. It's mostly like, oh, let me hit the switch here, or let me combine these two items. So that didn't do too much for me, but thinking of the greater grand scheme of things. I really like the general design of the puzzles. I was trying to think. I couldn't think. I feel like there's maybe 
a couple of jank puzzles that a little, little weird, but Marcus, how'd you feel? I mean, they're just RE puzzles. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't have any issues with Resident Evil puzzles. I, I And, like, I guess what I mean when, it's, when I say RE puzzles is, like, find the piece, put the piece here, or find this, like, oh, you need... There's no power. You have to find the fuel, or you have to find the battery, or, oh, like this crank is there's a square shaped hole here i wonder what could go there and you have to find something square shaped like it's very like resident evil if if that makes any sense so like yeah i i like it's really weird because i feel like it's a very specific thing it's not a thing that i know if other games call out that stuff as much where i i don't know and and then the the other thing too i like is the whole uh examining mechanic i i don't know if they shied away or went away from it in later games. I don't remember really in four, five, or six the examine thing being used as much. Do you, do either of you guys remember? It was definitely a thing in four. I don't think you had to do it as much in four and compared to this game. But I don't remember if you did it much in five. You'd do it, but probably not to the same amount. And, and in this game. what I mean is, so like when you're in your inventory, you have three options. I don't remember the third one, but one is use, one is examine, and I forgot what the other one is. Uh, combine. Oh, combine. Yeah. yeah. So like you would get like a story item or or something like that and then you can examine it and then when you examine then you can kind of like rotate it and look all the way all the way around the item and you could like see like oh like this is what the back of this jewelry box looks like and then you hit the x button or whatever button the a button and you examine it and you could like um i don't know it was it was almost like um phoenix right a little bit yeah And so, like, that that was kind of cool. And like I said, I, I don't remember that being a thing in the n- more recent uh, games, the the action ones. So I was like, this is kind of cool. Um, but, uh, yeah, like, RE puzzles, which, again, I don't have a problem with. But it was like, it was they were RE puzzles. So, yeah. If anything, I think the only thing that makes the, the inventory management. You know, yeah, so yeah. That, that maybe count it. That was a godsend for why, like, using... The, the walkthroughs was a godsend for when I was dealing with that stuff because it was like I knew what I needed to bring with me when I went to this place so I wasn't doing the extra back and forth because I was already doing the back and forth of like, oh, I, I don't have enough inventory slots. Let me go ahead and pick up the like what I can in this room, go run to the item box. Hopefully there's no new zombies that sprouted up. And then, you know, kind of like, I don't know, like... The inventory thing made the game seem like a collectathon to me. I'm, I'm not gonna lie, and like it, I, I was very much in my feelings because I was just like, "This is a thing." Like when I say collectathon, I feel like nobody ever likes ever says like, "Oh, great, I love those games." It's always like they say it in a like degrading or malicious way. And I was like, man, I know people really love Resident Evil, but like maybe it's because I'm playing on this difficulty or, or whatever. But I'm like. I just feel like I'm collecting all these things and I'm just holding on to them just just to have them. And uh it, it definitely was a difficulty thing, but it just I, I don't know, I was I was very much in my feelings when I was playing this game at different points. Yeah. At, at least for the yeah, I was about to say you pretty much always use everything. It's just a question of like when you need to have it on you versus like, I I think it's I think the game does a good job though, like if you're examining items in a room like It'll be like, 
oh, this deer is missing a round-shaped jewel in its eye or something like that. And then I'll be like, yeah. oh, snap. Okay, I need to get that jewel. It finally freaking um, gets you. So, yeah, there is some stuff that kind of rots in your, you know, storage bin for a little bit, but... Okay, uh, Trevor, what did you think? So, y'all aren't going to believe me when I say this, but I love this game for the puzzle aspect of it. And with you being in, like, this mansion... It made me feel like I was in an escape room. And Marcus, I mean, that, Marcus at least knows. Marcus at least knows I have a fondness for escape rooms. Um, but yeah, uh, there was a point during one section where I like couldn't put the game down just because there were like other, like there were puzzles like back to back at one point. And I, it wasn't until I finished that segment of the game and it put me back into, like, I had to go and backtrack to, um, like, the, the first part of the mansion. And and that was where kind of the momentum slowed down for me. But as far as, like, just the puzzle aspect, like, making this whole game just feel like an escape room, I I love this game for that. And it, it probably redeemed everything else that I didn't like, like in the, the first um, segment of the game. That's good to hear. You love to see it. You love to see it. Like, that, the whole aspect of, like, the puzzles and, like, being in the mansion, or, like, that's probably, like, my favorite now. Like, combat can leave something, like, but, like, I think it says something about the, like, when you're going through the mansion... Like, you feel like you get a good understanding. Like, at a certain point, I didn't even have to look at the map. Like, of, I need to go through here to get to where I need to go. You know? And it's like, at a certain point, you start getting a pretty good idea of, like, a corner. I mean, there are a few weird situations. Like, I forget what the enemies are called, but, like, at a certain point in the match, that kind of... You're talking about those turtle dudes or, like, the r- yeah, lizard? Yeah, yeah I yeah, freaking hated yeah. those guys. Yeah, they kind of... There's a couple of scares for the most. I think there's a couple other. But, yeah, I don't... I feel like you get a pretty good idea of like you've been there. You kind of know what you're looking at. You know, it, kinda... it does that thing that I think a lot of games want you to do, but very few games actually accomplish where you actually kind of secondhand memorize the map. Like one of my biggest complaints with, and this is a completely different genre burnout revenge was you're in this big open map and they kind of like give you these races. And it's like, okay, get from point A to point B and like, at the very, like, let's say 80, 85% of the way through the game, I finally started to get like, oh, okay, I guess this is where they want me to turn to get here. Whereas this, like, it is such a just back and back and back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. You have it like, I had it like the back of my hand. So safe room A and safe room B, I just had my routes. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go up these stairs. I'm going to go outside the balcony where the dogs attack me. I took care of all the dogs. I can go into there, go through this door. And then I can, since I cleared out all the zombies in the little stairway room, that's safe. And then for corridor B, I'm like, okay, I know there's a lot of zombies on this one path, but if I take the upper path and go through this hallway and just like hook a right here, I can get past like 90% of them that way. So it just became this very like meticulous. Okay. I have a game plan or whatever situation arises. And I really felt like I was playing the mansion instead of the mansion playing me at that point. Yeah, that's a, that's a good way of, uh, 
All right, so I guess to start closing out, for everybody that played, or I guess depending on whatever, what were your, did you have any favorite moments, like experiences that stick out to you, good or Um, Like I said, I feel like I have an appreciation now. Like I understand what people are talking about when they say like, this isn't real Resident Evil when they were giving me all that hoopla for me saying like i liked five i liked four or I, I guess it's not really taboo to say four but when i said i like resident evil five and people would always be like that's not real resident evil um but i like i understand now like what they are referring to um and i also really like that i got like an appreciation for like the history in the game kind of seeing the characters at the very beginning, like uh, Jill and, you know, Wesker and, and, and Chris. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I was, <laughs> when I, when I was like talking to people about this game and just thinking about it, I was like, man, like this series has gone on for forever. Is it like the, like, and as far as I'm concerned, like the story is very nonsensical. And I was like, is this like Capcom's Fast Five or like Fast and Furious? Because it's like there's so many like twists and turns, and it's just like I was like, wait, Wesker gets stabbed in this game, and like you just don't see him again. And I know he like pops up in later games, so I'm like, what, what the like, what's going on here? Like characters come back alive, like when um, I'm I'm calling out some of my favorite moments, by the way, uh, like when uh, at the very end with. I can't remember the girl's name. Is it Ashley or or Rebecca? Rebecca, yeah. Where like she gets shot, and then she like she just goes down, and then you you're told like don't you move, and so you don't. Then you do this entire boss fight where her laying on the ground, and then you go to wake her, like you go to her and you you know like interact, and then he was like good thing you had your bulletproof rest on and it was like wait so like she didn't take no damage and like, she's just laying on the ground <laughs> and then like the fact that wesker is wearing sunglasses the entire time and it's nighttime uh, i didn't even think about that <laughs> it's just like little things like that where i'm like what the well like what like why is this so ridiculous and like why is nobody like you know and I don't know. It's just really funny. Um, like I think like a lot of the voice acting in the game is is good, but I think the lines are like bad and corny. But I, I like I enjoy yeah. that. Yeah. Bro, <laughs> you don't even like they redid all the voice acting. Like there was there are a lot of memes about the original Resident Evil. You definitely should some of the stuff. Of the YouTube is over the original. Let me. Stuff. I'm gonna yeah. post one while you guys. But yeah, that that's a lot of like what stood out to me was just like how, like I said, I don't I don't think the voice acting was bad. Like it wasn't. And I I I was wondering that too because when I at the very end, um, when the game does feature more Wesker, I was like, that voice actor sounds like the voice in the later games. So I'm like, has he been around the entire time, or has this was this redone recently, or you know something like that? But yeah, it, it it's not necessarily how the lines are delivered it's just what they say and i just really really enjoyed it <laughs> so it's a, a lot of the cutscenes. uh the uh stop right there you traitor and then, <laughs> and then you're like wait wait how am i the traitor and then he gets 
Yeah. So, um, uh, and I don't know. Like there, there's like those. Mo- I don't know. This this game is ridiculous, and I understand why people enjoy it and have the love for it. I don't. I do think this game is uh very much nostalgia driven. Um, I, I a lot of the reviews that I was reading, not just critic reviews or not just fan reviews, but critic reviews too, were like. Um, I, I felt like a lot of people that really, really, really enjoyed this game coming up would still really, really like the game. But um, people that were like coming at this fresh didn't necessarily have that same uh, enjoyment for the game. And I, I, I feel like I'm in that later, that that uh, back half with that side. But I still recognize that this is a good game, even though the game doesn't mesh with me. Yeah, I think if I was going to recommend Although some people maybe at some point, I think it's a little outdated to throw on to somebody and be like, "Hey, this is what the genre is," because it's not really representative. Like it, it does give you like an appreciation, you know, what it used to be or whatever. The this is what it, what it came from. <laughs> yeah, pay your back in my pay day. your respects. <laughs> yeah, one of one of those. Dante, what about you? Any favorite moment? Remember about this title? Uh, um. Like I said, I really enjoy the tension of just the mechanics in general. I like the limited save system and it occasionally, you know, forcefully throw me back like 25, 30 minutes occasionally just to kind of put me in my place. (laughs) And um, favorite moments, I definitely, I kind of like that um, cave area kind of near the end of the game that you go to and the boulders chase you and oh, you're yeah, doing yeah, yeah. doing some stuff down there. I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, the snake stuff was kind of cool, even though I remember the first time I played through this game, like I just, I do not like giant animals in my games. And between that and the giant shark, they those kind of messed me up a little bit. And yeah, I'd say those are the main two things. I do have a question about one of the boss fights, though. For oh, the plant, the plant that you could kill, did yeah. you guys fight the plant, or did you guys just use the chemical on the plant? So, so Chris can't even... If I remember right, Chris has to fight him. Like, you can't even... Like, you, you like there's no way to do it. I know with Jill, you can... What is it? V-Jolt? V-27... Or, yeah, yeah, V-Jolt at the end of it. Right. And then you could do that, and then that way you don't have to. Yeah, I think Chris has to fight it. Yeah, I I had to fight it. I think I think um the walkthrough that I I think I read said that if uh like what's the dude that you save? That's with um there there's a there's a member of stars that you save where he he's with Rebecca and Rebecca's like Chris, I need you to go back and or you know go to the to one of the, the storage the med- the medic closet that has the typewriter in it and you had to go get something, go get something. and then deliver it to the- her to heal this guy or save him um i re- i can't remember his name I don't yeah uh let's just say his name is robert or something like that um if you save robert and he doesn't die then you have to fight the plant but i think if you if he does die then you have to you i think you have to do the uh vigil part then you have to i think you play as um what's her name uh uh what's the girl's name rebecca i think i think that's what i read let me make sure 
But yeah, I had to fight the and plant. You actually weren't that far off. His name is Richard. Okay, yeah, I had to fight the plant. So that that part sucked. I didn't like that fight. And I did die um, a couple times. Just because I, I was like... I, uh, the thing I... the And this is not the game's fault. It's just a me thing. Um, I didn't like not receiving feedback on if I was doing damage to the bosses. Like not having a health bar or not being able to see like physical damage on something. I was like, I don't know if this is doing if I need I I recognize I agree wholeheartedly. I reckon like when you're fighting fighting dude at the end, I don't remember his name, like Tyrant whoever Tyrant. Yeah, Tyrant. When you're originally fighting him and Wesker shoots Barry, at least in our case, like I was firing bullets at him and I just assumed he was invincible and I'm like do I just have to wait out into a cutscene play? Like I'm trying to be all tactical and like overthinking about it. it. I'm like, <laughs> I do have limited like ammo, so let me not waste all of it. But then the game's not giving you any feedback, so that's definitely something they should have done, if possible. Yeah, and that that's like a minor complaint. I had that. That was my complaint with the snake. It was the, like tyrant, like you said, and the snake um, specifically, where it's just like. I'm running around because the things where you had to kind of kite them where it's like I'm running around doing some damage then running doing damage but I'm like do I need to because you you know you can't physically aim at a section of the the body but I was like do I need to shoot this snake in the tail and not the head do I need to shoot this tyrant in the back and not the front because they're like not reacting to any damage that I think I'm doing so yeah Oh, the plant was that way too. Sorry, like it, it it showed. It's like it was like a, I guess since you guys didn't play it, um, it showed like this little bulb. It, it was like imagine you're in a room, a square room. It's two stories, so you go up a staircase or a ladder, and it is around the outer edge of the the square room on three of the four sides, and uh, in the center of the room is the plant coming down from the ceiling, and it has um, like a bulb that opens up that you can attack. Cause I think they make a mention of it in one of the notes. It says something like if it exposes itself before it attacks or something like that. And then they have like these tendrils, tendrils or whatever that swipe at you and attack you and shoot poison and stuff at you. And so you can only shoot at the bulb thing. And I would just kept trying to run around that top part and shooting it. But like, I wasn't getting any feedback that I was like actually doing any damage or like, I was thinking, do I need to shoot it on all three sides? Do I just, can I just focus on from this one side? And so I, I died a couple times cause I was like, I'm not sure if I'm what I'm doing is right, but I'll just keep doing it and see. <laughs> and then eventually I think it was like my third or fourth try. I, I beat it. Yeah. I feel like it could have benefited from at least at the very least having like some type of stagger animation. You just kind of blindly shoot. Hoping. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like I feel like that game is. They could have like added some, not even like a like an animation per se, but like, oh, like we have some physical, like you can see, like the, the creature is getting destroyed or something like that. Yeah, something. All right, Trevor. So for as much as you played, something that will always stick to me is these doors. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, you mean like the loading screen yes. doors or whatever? 
Yeah, that's like a. I hate that. So obviously they existed on the PlayStation for loading or whatever. Oh, gotcha. Kinda, that makes sense. Yeah, that's the only reason. No, that's understand why they're there in GameCube too. I hated it, Trevor. I hated it. Like there was absolutely nothing memorable or like special about any of the doors because like the first couple of times I saw them I was just like okay they want me to remember this door here but then you go through so many doors it's just like there's nothing you know specific about any of these doors Uh, I think it's like a twofold thing where like heightened tension basically like you're kind of going into like because if you think about it like when you're first playing the game you might just be you don't know what's going on. You're walking into a room that you don't know. It. They have fixed camera angles, so it's like anything could be on other, you know. Or, and it sets up those weird scenarios. Where you walk through a door, you hear something, but you can't see it, so you don't really know what. You but that's um, that's probably it as far as like things that'll stick with me and memorable moments. I mean, every, I think everything in this game is pretty unique in, in terms of like, um like encounter like the type of encounters that you have um you know they they're consistent with other video games of course but i think they're they're unique to this game to the point where i'll probably remember those types of uh moments within the game like with the snake and the plant um <clears throat> i think the things that stick with me the most are probably going to be like I, I don't as far as moments i mean there's a couple cool scenarios like i think the whole shark puzzle so like when you get down to the sharks and like when you got to run past them then you uh drain the water and then there's a whole i think there's like a sequence of switches that you have to do like change the water pressure then once you do that a a timer goes off so then you have to uh within a certain amount of time so then you're like oh hold up am i gonna do this in time or not because i'm worried about losing progress here because i don't remember when the last um but like that interaction uh uh, the puzzle with um but like as far as things that'll stick with me on this game is it's probably mostly like the aesthetic and like just the whole design like while there are a lot of things that i don't like well not a lot but there's definitely things that i don't like like fixed camera angles can be uh kind of annoying sometimes but like they at least did fix one thing like i remember or if if you play the playstation version when you did run into another screen, uh, you would run in the direction. You wouldn't keep the same momentum you had. So, like, if I'm running into the camera, it may give me, like, another camera angle when I go into the next scene and I'm running, like, down instead of, like, the direction I want to run. So there's, like, little weird things like that. That At least it's not like that anymore. But, yeah, I think overall it's probably, like, the whole style of the game. The mansion is almost like a character uh, that you're interacting with the entire game. Stuff like that. And... Uh, I guess the last question I, that I want is, uh, do you think the game still holds up after all these years? Um, the, I feel like that one's like, your mileage may vary. Like, would I recommend it to a person that doesn't play many games and doesn't have like a tolerance for um, older games? Probably not. But if I, you know, had a friend that, you know, grew up in the N64 PlayStation era, still kind of has a nostalgia for some of those games and can kind of like manage unconventional control schemes and stuff. Absolutely. Kind of have to recommend it with like, a yeah, I guess I could, as long as you have a tolerance for certain things, you're good. 
Um, what about you, Mark? Would I recommend this game? Uh, or do you feel like it still holds up? Oh, um, so pro- yes and no. I, I, I think that this game, like, it gets the general point of cross about what our Resident Evil is about. And I think that is, like, the most important thing. So I think it does a good job of like me as a person that never played the original games and just hearing about them. I think I got a good idea of what Resident Evil was about and like what it, you know, it came from its roots. Um, however, I don't know if that, if people care, <laughs> like, you know, we did it for a podcast game and talking about it and I, and I can, you know, like take my own personal taste outside of this and say, like, I think this is a good game, uh, even if I didn't enjoy it, but I know that that is not everybody's, uh, ministry. So I, I definitely saw a lot of people that said like this game, the people that enjoy this game are colored by their nostalgia for the series. And, um, uh, and I and I think that, yeah, like that that is the case. But I also think that some people legitimately still do like this game, and that's completely fine. Um, I think it is like. Uh, go ahead. I was just gonna say. I guess the one counterpoint I have to that is none of us really had that nostalgia. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I, I'm not saying that the only people that like this game have the nostalgia for it. I'm I definitely not saying that. Um, like I like I said, I think this is a good game. I don't like it, and I don't think I... The reason I don't like it is because I don't like survival horror games. It's not because of it's, you know, like, being a bad game or anything like that. Um, it's it's uh, Resident Evil is a very, very, very interesting theory... Like, interesting series, the more I think about it. Because, like, it started with the survival horror, then it kind of got into a middle ground, then it kind of went full action, and now it's kind of shifting back to the survival horror even first person i guess so like it, it it's different like every resident evil fan is different they're all on like a spectrum of sorts <laughs> that's rude i don't think if there's any other friend donkey kong i can't think of one that really as drastically changed like you could maybe argue zelda in some ways but like those still kind of feel the same like i feel like most people that appreciate the 2d still appreciate the 3d and vice versa i could be wrong about that i think that's pretty accurate like the people that yeah i i don't know like i i think that um it's it's mostly games like because like there have been games that have like you know like the the jump from 2d to 3d or like kind of genre changes because like um i mean trevor we, we you mentioned it the other day like when you saw we were going to play a Castlevania game, you were thinking it was going to be a 2D game but and, like, more of, like, a Metroidvania. And, like, it's not to say that Lord of the Shadows wasn't that way, but it wasn't what you were expecting. Um, I'm trying to think, like... Yeah, this this is... It, it's just... This is a weird game. Or, like, this is a weird franchise, I should say. Like, it, it, it definitely has morphed, and that that's kind of interesting. Um... Maybe like the Lost Planets or like I mean it seems like it's Capcom games like the, the Dead Rising, but like a lot of those games it's like they didn't necessarily change genres they kind of just changed the the main mechanics that they focused on right. 
Yeah. Yeah, as far as like a series that's still ongoing, I'd say like Resident Evil might be the Pokemon most contorted. Like Pokemon's still the same though. Pokemon is probably the most same of any series. Is it? No, because they have like Unity and they have the card game and like they have like other. Those are spinoffs, though. That's a different like we're talking about mainline. Gotcha. Yeah, if somebody thinks Pokemon like the probably the first game they're you know the first type of game they're thinking of, no, you know, catch them all. Even the main series game, it's it's still the same formula. All they do is add animation, and you know they've made it somewhat of a three D game. Gotcha. Like maybe. Okay. Go ahead. Um, no, I was just going to say, now I think about it, I think what you're saying, Zelda is probably like the closest deck. Either closest Zelda or game. Mario. Like, Mario has yeah. a couple kind of weird things, but I mean, it's still a platform at the end of the day. And it's yeah. just... Okay. Uh, Trevor, what about you? How do you... Nowadays? Um, honestly, I didn't know that this game came out in 96. I thought it came out maybe a little bit later in the 90s. Um... So to me, well, it is an HD remake, so I don't know if it's as impressive, but knowing that it came out in 96, it seems a little impressive. Well, to be fair, technically this was like 2002 remake. The first remake was like 2002. Oh, gotcha. Still, it's still a while. I mean, it's still. Yeah. But I mean, 2002, there were some better games that came out. Like, Even with it being game? a 2002 remake, it's most, like, I think all the story beats are there. Like, people yeah. complained a lot about Resident Evil 3 remake because I guess they removed certain scenes. But this one, pretty much anything in this game, from my understanding, was in the original and vice versa. Like, I still remember, though, when this game came out, like, just people just being crick. Just how how big of a difference it was and, like, how it looked because I want to say that was probably the the best looking game at the you know, which is pretty impressive. Considering um, like that's a a one generation leap compared to you know what we think of a one generation leap now, it's you know diminishing returns and everything. But going from those PlayStation One graphics, if you guys saw that YouTube video to what we had before us, more or less just a little bit more standard definition. Pretty big leap. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think. Uh, I think it still holds up pretty well. I mean, there's definitely some things where it's like, if you come into this without knowing, having knowledge of like how some of these things work, it can definitely like put you off. And I could see how some people would, but yeah, I think it's one of those games. Like if you stick with it, uh, you'll probably enjoy it. You'll, there'll, there'll be things that'll annoy you if you don't have like a appreciation. There's probably some things that'll annoy you, but I still think it holds up pretty well. Did you guys try out the tank controls, or did you just play the modern uh, controls? I just played the modern, because I had already played like the older ones, so I kind of already knew how. I think I switched it on in my original playthrough for like 10 seconds, and I'm like, why would anybody ever do that? And there's a lot of... You talk about Resident Evil purists. There are some Resident Evil remaster purists that are like, no, this game is completely broken by the um, remastered controls. It completely ruins the tension. So... <laughs> I have no um, idea what you're talking about. I think as far as the controls go, yeah, I think the yeah. in the walkthrough video that I was watching, the guy playing it mentioned alternate controls or original controls, but so, I didn't try it out. So, um, 
basically what they did. I, I think I explained it to you, right? Though the tank controls, it's basically like instead of you being able to move uh, and turn at the oh, same time. Oh, okay, yeah, I remember you talking about that. Now. Y- yeah, yeah. So, um, actually, uh, it they modernized the controls. Uh, so you could like you know move in and turn. I guess I'll just say it for the listeners. But like the tank controls was like, oh, if you hold forward, then you move forward. But if you want to go down on, like to the right, you have to stop and then you hit right, and your character will start pivoting like you're a tank. And then you hit forward again, and then you start moving forward. Um, and really, I guess it's up, right? Is up forward basically yeah so yeah like you're when you hit up you move in the direction that your character is facing and not just straight up um and that was another thing that they added to like kind of heighten the tension i I don't really know i don't want to necessarily say they added it but i guess that was their workaround for a 3d space in 96 right uh yeah and i want to say you you couldn't even quick turn in the original game the 180 like yeah, you couldn't even do that. It was they added that I think under something. But you could play this game either with the modern like uh controls or you could um play it with the 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 classic uh old school way and um yeah, it was uh a lot of pe- it, it it turned off a lot of people um from what I understood the uh that was a thing that a lot of people like when they were like, Oh, Resident Evil, and then when they were like, Oh, I have to do this, never mind. And, um, yeah, it, it's I, I tried it briefly and I was like, Don't like this. And then there was one sequence, uh, what was it? The when you were, um, in the labs at the end and you had the like the, the, the container of fuel or whatever from the boiler room. And I think I saw something that is like, oh, if you run with this thing, you have like a X percent chance of exploding. So they recommended walking everywhere. So I tried at that point to do the tank controls and it wasn't like super, it wasn't that big of a deal because at that point I had, um, cleared out all the the rooms and everything. So I knew there was like no enemies that were going to pop up, but I can imagine like fumbling, moving around with the tank controls in the game, trying to get around zombies and everything. And I would have been like, Nope, not playing this game ever again. (laughs) All right. So I think, uh, I think that was pretty much all the points I wanted to hit. Listen, I was going to ask everybody like playing this. Do you have any interest in, the Resident Evil 2, Resident Evil 3 remakes. Do you have any interest in going on to 6, even though two of us just admitted to downloading 6 against our best interests um, and beyond? Um, yeah, so I, like like I said earlier, so I'm like trying to go through and play them. So I had started RE6. So yeah, I mean, I'll, uh, I have RE2 remake. Um, I have it, I just haven't got around to playing it. So I'll eventually do that and get around to that. I thought about playing RE0. I have no desire or interest, and I don't intend to move on to two or three. I think uh, this little dip into the the horror side was enough. I'll stick to my action Resident Evil games. Unless you tell me that the rest of the Resident Evil games have like this mansion aspect, or you're 
you know, solving puzzles to get out, a la um, escape room style. Yeah. Two, two, I mean, guys, yeah. like two, seven, and eight, from my understanding, are exactly pretty much that wheelhouse. Like, two is this, but then put it in like 2017 standard, so you actually get like, let's say, Dead Space has controls and a lot more quality of life things. So I do think you can get unlimited saves and all of that jazz as well. With better combat. Yeah. I think yeah, two would that be one you're controlling. You have, you have. My- <laughs> can I read a couple of negative Metacritic reviews before we go? <laughs> yeah, go for it. Uh, I, I think we should start doing this for every game. Cause this is great. Um, let's see. So this is a four. Uh, I am an RE enthusiast. I finished the original game several times and bought this game out of nostalgia, only to regret the decision in 30 minutes. The mansion is different. There are new rooms, new puzzles. There are some similarities, but overall it's a different game, and it sucks at being a, in parentheses, new game. <laughs> um Please give this re- review a chance. With that, uh, and this is a zero now. Please give this review a chance. With that out the way, I want you to know I haven't played the original, so let's start off with the basics. The movement in this game is trash. I don't care about nostalgia or anything, but the camera angle changes every few steps you take, making you lose all sense of direction and taking too much time moving the control sticks to make you go straight. This is the most unfortunate piece because I love the overall feel of the game. It's kind of like Luigi's Mansion, which is a game I've played a lot. Another thing that I hate is that your inventory is so small and that wouldn't be bad, but you can't even drop items. On top of that, if my inventory is full and I want to use healing item, too bad because I need space just to pick it up and use it right away. Also, you can only save at certain points and need special items to save. Sometimes the points at which you can save have an item on top of that, so you can't pick the item up, you can't save either. This game is literally unplayable, which sucks because even though I got it for free, it's still a horrible game. Literally. <laughs> don't listen to other reviews they are blinded by nostalgia also it's <laughs> worth noting i've played one and a half hours of this game <laughs> that's my kind of hot take right there at, at least he not like they're in on themselves hopefully yeah. at least so hope, hopefully they weren't being like oh i played a hundred hour and you know 30 minutes yeah. i know everything yeah, there is yeah. you're i'm credible i mean they they the, their complaints were legitimate until they said oh i only played this. oh besides the fact that they said it's unplayable but like i was like yeah i agree with this i agree with this and then you get the kicker at the end also i only played for an hour and a half um this is a three this was a huge disappointment okay and there's a lot of spelling errors so i'm just going to read it as the author intended uh this game or excuse me this was huge disappointed only reason to buy this is for nostalgia or if you like frustrating puzzle solving or rage games i've played i've play games for fun but running over mansion with small item bag isn't funny (laughs) 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 this is a zero terrible game the controls are atrocious the constantly changing pov is mind-numbing this game really has no redeeming features and i truly wish i can get my money back i cannot fathom the love for this game apparently it possesses a high nostalgia factor because it certainly does not stand on its own merits and yeah 
Uh, last one. Uh, this is a one. Dated to the point of being unplayable. Controls, camera angles, load times, dialogue, and story are all circa 97. The tank controls don't work with the way the game plays. It's just horrible. The aiming and targeting system is based on pure luck. The voice acting is laughable. I've played RE4, which is amazing. Facts. RE5, which is average. False. RE6, which is hopeless. Facts and this remaster sits comfortably in between option my opinions of five and six. Option applications delete. Thank God for PS Plus. <laughs> and that guy that's from a username Max Payne is God. So, what a name! So, yeah, I freak I um, freaking love reading Metacritic reviews. <laughs> yeah, we should keep that as um, all right. Well, I guess to end it, good game. Great game. For, for me, I guess I'll go ahead and say it first. For me, uh, good game, uh, great experience. It's a fine game, fine experience. Like, you know how when you get, you take a couple of hits and your health bar says fine? It's Isn't fine, fine perfect? Yeah, fine is perfect. Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> I thought there was one above that one. It's, it's, exactly. No, I think it's, it's fine is green, caution is yellow, and I think danger is red. Okay, never mind. I thought there was one above fine. Nah. Maybe How one. you doing? Fine. <laughs> I could have sworn. If you one. were trapped in a mansion full of zombies and killer dogs and stuff, would you be anything better than fine at any given point? Right, right. Also, we didn't bring this up. I really I really like that Wesker left you behind little notes. That was so nice of him. <laughs> like I thought it was so funny. It would be like Hey, Chris, left these behind thinking of you. Have fun. <laughs> Here's some shotgun ammo. <laughs> Good luck. And, then, like, all the times where, like, like, I don't know how it was with Jill, but, like, Chris, especially because I was playing the RE5 model Chris, you know, kind of big, bigger, you know, above average size dude, kind of burly. And then you have, like, Rebecca and Jill, which are, like, uh, maybe smaller in frame and then like rebecca will just come running up and scare chris and he's this dude that's just like grizzled you know like uh military kind of guy with these guns and she just scares scares him walking up looking like um uh like she's wearing her like uh leather uh cut off jacket jean jacket and um no gun and he's like yeah go do this thing and it's like she's running through this mansion with no gun it's crazy it's crazy um yeah this game is it's wild i think this i think this franchise is 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 fast and furious dante that's gonna be my hot take this franchise is fast and furious i mean if we were gonna do a one-to-one correlation i feel like resident evil or no let me start fast fast and furious is to um bank vault heist as resident evil is to boulder punching yeah i mean yeah 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 exactly that's that's what i'm saying like the game starts off kind of self-serious and takes itself serious and then by you know the fourth game you know it, it hits its stride and the fifth game it just goes off the rails the fifth movie it goes off the rails is everybody in fast and furious super horny for each other but never bang each other because if so, that's Resident Evil. I mean, uh, Tyrese's character is he—he's—he's he's horny for other people, but they never bang. Yeah, 
Yeah. What more yeah. do you want you, you from me? <laughs> um, I, I getting back on track. I will say this is an important game. It's a fine experience. Uh, yeah. That's 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 where I'm at. Um. All right. Cool. Do you want to? I, I guess you do an outro part. Yeah, I got it. Did, did Dante say? It's a great game. Oh, great I, experience. It's it's understood. Oh, okay. Real recognize <laughs> real. Okay, okay. <laughs> um. Well, where can people find you, uh, Greg? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Boombox Hero. Uh, pretty much as Mr. Dream and Street Fighter. So you can uh, check that out. There. Are you playing solo? Or are you playing co op? Nah, just solo. Huh? Yeah, if any, I mean, if there's people that want to play, I mean, why? I'm do <laughs> I, I mean, you play on PC. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Are you planning on doing all of the campaigns? Or are you just gonna? If you do one, you do them all. Am I right? Yeah. The yeah, real yeah, ones, yeah. know. If you know, you know. <laughs> uh, what are we signing ourselves? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like I was um, I was having this conversation with a friend because I was telling him we were going to do this um, game soon. I was like, yeah, I really want to get to seven, but I kind of feel obligated to p- play six. And I've heard so much about six. Have fun. Good luck. Have fun. <laughs> <laughs> GLHF. <laughs> um, dude, I, I would I would love to watch both of you two play co-op RE6. And just hear you guys, just like the frustration that you will inevitably feel. Can't wait. Um, where can people find you at, Dante? People can find me at twitch.tv slash awakencloud. Um, I'm a variety streamer. And right now we are finishing up Banjo Nuts and Bolts, which will probably be done by the time this goes up. And also playing a little bit of Celeste. I think I'm going to try to... Maybe hundred percent that game. That game is so good. Do you get the DLC too? DLC is free. I know. Have you? Well, uh, I should say, are you going to include that in the hundred percent part? Well, let me. Okay, so I want to get. I want to beat all of the base game A sides and B sides and C sides. And then I want to finish farewell. I'm not going to say anything about strawberries because okay, that's apparently farewell is hard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I think farewell they change it. So instead of like in the main, I think in the main game, once you pass the screen, then you like it saves. So like anything you collected in the previous screen, like even if you die, you still got. But I feel like I think in farewell you have to do it in a in a run. So once you die, you lose everything that you picked up, even if it was on previous screens. Um, so that was my hang-up. I, I think I had gotten all the strawberries in the base game, and I had 100%ed the A-sides and B-sides, and I was working on the C-sides, and then Farewell had came out. And I, I, I forgot what happened, but I took a long break, and I don't have Farewell my... Farewell happened. My I don't have my Celeste skills anymore because that that game is definitely like all that stuff adds, and you they even teach you new techniques in Farewell too. That they oh man, if you if you wanna if you wanna go crazy, you should watch some Twitch uh, speed runs of Celeste. That that is a, a amazing game to watch uh, on Twitch. I'll I'll leave it at that. Uh, Trevor, uh, where can people find you at? You can find me on the internet at Lyric Unsung. 
And you can... Are you not streaming anything? Um, A couple of weeks ago, I streamed Inscription. Uh, but I've finished it off stream. Um, I may stream some unpacking. But I don't know who would want to watch it. I don't know. It's kind of a weird game to watch somebody else play. I'm also looking for somebody to play um, It Takes Two with me. Because that's now on Game Pass. Do you need anything? As, as, as what does the second person need in order to play that? Um, a controller and maybe a PC. Okay, I might be down. Okay, yeah, we can try it out. Even if we have to get like a player two through Parsec or something like that. Okay, um, I gotta figure out new new house new configuration. I'm gonna have to get a uh, like a wireless adapter so I can connect my PC wirelessly. Because okay. I'm not going to be able to hardwire yeah. it. It has couch co-op, so I'm thinking you should be able to do it through Parsec. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, and you can find me at Potato Salad on Twitter. Uh, if you like tuning in to Miss Checkpoints to find out about hidden gems, cult classics, and indie games, and share us with your friends, family, and the not-shitty subreddit communities you're in, comment on our Facebook page, add us on Twitter, leave us a review, preferably five stars, on Apple Podcasts so we can appear higher in the leisure category. Uh, We recorded this one a little late. This is mid-November, but we still have a November game for you. It is Trevor's game. It is uh, No Straight Roads, right? Correct. All right, so uh, be on the lookout for that. I would like to try to get that recorded this month. I believe it's a relatively short game, but we shall see. We shall see. Um, and you guys got anything else? Nope. nope. All right, cool. With that, this is Mess Checkpoints, and we're out. Peace. Peace.